The Ask Theory podcast shines the spotlight on Pinoy scientists from various scientific disciplines. Listen to some of the country's best scientific minds as they explain what they do in simple terms and share fascinating stories of how they got into science, the incredible things they've learned about the world around us, and so much more. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Ask Theory Podcast and today we have Jel. Good afternoon Jel and welcome to our podcast. Hello Michael, it's nice to be here. Yeah, and thank you for being for making time for accommodating our request. Nilala no listeners natin, but we tried to make this interview work for a few times, but <laughs> we had to reschedule because we were both busy, but finally natuloy and it's so great because ang ganda ng topic natin today. But before we get into that, let's talk about you. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do on a regular basis? Okay, so I'm Jelaine, or people just call me Jel. I'm actually an instructor sa UP Diliman, uh, mm-hmm. teaching ecology sa undergraduates. But currently, nandito ako sa other part of the world in the United Kingdom, doing my PhD in biology as well at the Newcastle University. So... I'm basically a trained ecologist or I tr- I'm training to be an ecologist. And that meant that I usually go out in the field studying the environment as well as the my favorite animals, which are birds. All right. So tell us the story of how you fell in love with science. Oh, um, I can't actually pinpoint kung kailan talaga ako na in love sa science. No? Parang, I mean, we all been through elementary where we have that science subject. And I guess it was something that I'm quite good at. Pero I would say that I first loved the environment and the birds first. And then science came after. Because dahil mahilig nga ako sa environment, lumabas, tumingin ng mga halaman, ng mga ibon. Siyempre, yung natural progression niya would be to learn more and dive deeper into this subject. And that's where science comes in. And now, I can proudly say na in love na rin ako sa science. Aha. I'm, I'm curious, do you have like a favorite bird that you can tell us about? Oh my God, that is so hard. Pero, <laughs> Masyadong marami. <laughs> sobrang dami. Pero if I have to choose, I really am in love with raptors, yung mga agila, mga birds of prey. And mm-hmm. syempre, sa Philippines, our national pride would be our Philippine eagle. And that, I guess, is also my favorite bird. <laughs> Aha, yun. Feeling ko marami din kasi yun nga, the, eagle, the Philippine eagle looks so majestic and you know it represents... A lot of good things about the country. Yes. And, eh, di ba, siya yung usual na, which is good and bad, siya yung usual symbol or parang flagship animal when we talk about conservation. conservation. When we talk about, yes, right. di ba? Parang, siya yung talagang bida. Which is good kasi everyone is aware of a lot of things about the Philippine eagle. Yes. Medyo may downside lang kasi you can argue that other species don't get as much of the spotlight. Pero siyempre, for me, mas malaki yung good na nagagawa, na na-highlight yung merong icon. And that opens the gates to more awareness about species conservation in general. 
Right. Agree ako dyan. Kasi nga, yung Philippine Eagle, sobrang majestic niya na andaling makaakit ng tao. Yung parang it's so easy to appreciate. And para sa conservation, para mangyari yun, kailangan talaga natin mapukaw itong appreciation na to. Sabi nga nila, without appreciation, there's no conservation. Ang ganda. Oo. And I agree, ang ganda ng sentiment na yun. Without appreciation, there's no conservation. Siyempre, people who worry about their day-to-day lives you know, or people who live in the city or people who were basically just busy with other things, hindi ito top of mind sa existence mm-hmm. ng, ng ordinaryo tao araw-araw. Pero minsan nakakalimutan kasi natin that all of our actions and inaction have an impact on the many other species that we share this planet with. So, kailangan talaga mapaalala sa atin na bilang mga tao, may responsibilidad tayo na gawin yung kaya nating gawin to mm-hmm. keep the world habitable not just for us, but for everyone here. Yes, agree. And for the future generations. Exactly. Ma-appreciate nila yung mga bagay na na-appreciate natin ngayon na sometimes, you know, take natin for granted. Speaking of having that drive to conserve species or having that mission, meron ka bang mission, mission statement as a scientist? Yung tipo bang one sentence that captures everything that you want to do as a scientist and why? Okay. Big question, but I must <laughs> say, sobrang cliche at sobrang idealistic, pero my mission as a scientist would be to save the Philippine environment and biodiversity. I really, really am passionate about conservation, lalo na dito sa Philippines, dahil napakayaman natin sa buhay at napaka-amazing lang ng mga ecosystems natin. Kaya sobrang gusto ko talaga ma-preserve to for a long time. So that would be my mission, I think. And that's the reason why I become a biologist in the first place. I'm not just for the curiosity sake, no. Talagang um, gusto ko talagang may magawa para maprotektahan yung kalikasan na meron tayo. That's a really noble cause. Like yung, you're definitely not alone in wanting to accomplish that. Pero the fact na ang daming tao na invested sa pag-save ng environment, ng mga species, but still, you know, the problem still exists sort of gives us an idea of just how big the problem really is. Yes. Even with the biologists, parang konti pa rin siya, to be mm-hmm. honest. Yung researchers at scientists natin sa Pilipinas is very low compared to the recommended ratio ng oh. scientists to the general population. So I think we really need more investments sa science para ma-solve natin yung mga problems tulad ng environment, health, security, etc. Oh, kasi, kasi ano yan eh, tali-tali yan eh. Pag tinignan natin yung the way things are sa mundo ngayon, if you let something, one aspect of life, no, pag pinabayaan mo yan, magkakaroon yan ng ripple effect or, or domino effect mm-hmm. na yung ibang systems babagsak or maapektuhan. So akala natin isolated lang yung mga species like, alam mo, sa gubat, ganyan yeah. na, dyan-dyan lang sila eh. Pero hindi natin alam na pag pinabayaan natin yan, aabot at aabot din sa atin yung consequences. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Parang yung environment talaga, it's so interconnected and interrelated. And even when it comes to issue, no, parang kapag sinabi natin deforestation, parang hindi dapat natin to isipin na environmental issue lang. Pero yeah. it's actually a health issue. Kapag yes. nawala yung gubat, mawawala rin yung clean water natin. And syempre, that's very relevant sa health natin, di ba? So it's just 
interconnected to environmental issue. It's just interconnected with health, with finances, economy even, right? So it's something that we really need to protect. Yes, I agree. I absolutely agree. Earlier, you mentioned that part of your work involves going out to the field a lot. Now, when we hear the word biologist or when we hear the word biology, actually, yung iba sa atin naiisip, syempre, yun, nag-aaral about life. Yung iba naiisip pre-med. <laughs> yung, mm. di ba? Yun ang general idea natin kapag, ay, bio ako, yan. Yan ang, ano, magiging doktor siya, ganyan. Pero specifically, for a biologist who goes out in the field, ano ba ang trabaho ng field biologist? Okay, pero magka-comment lang rin ako. Magiging doktor rin naman ako, pero PhD nga lang. <laughs> <laughs> Hindi nga lang medical doctor. Medical doctor, oo. <laughs> pero yes, I, I do understand na kadalasan kahit yung mga students ko, they're really taking bio para sa pre-med. Pero hopefully with this podcast rin, maka-inspire tayo ng more biologists to become biologists. And specifically, what I do is yung field biologist. Now, kapag yung ibang tao nakaisip ng biologists, they think of lab coats. Yung mga mm-hmm. agwo-work sa laboratory, malinis, mga pipettes, mga glass tubes, etc. That is something that I don't do at all. Well, <laughs> sometimes I do. Pero hindi yun yung work ko. Kadalasan ako yung tao na makikita mo sa gubat, sa dagat, sa forest, basically. At doon ako nag-aaral at nag-o-observe ng mga ibon at iba't ibang mga hayop. So, mainly observational data yung kinokolekta namin. So, instead of lab coats, kami yung mga brand ambassador ng ano, Decathlon, Quechua, yung mga hiking at saka <laughs> field oh. equipment, ganun. <laughs> cool. Oo. Do you have like a part of the job, yung kumbaga yung pinaka-favorite mo na part about being a field biologist. What do you love most about it? Oh, the best part is traveling and the simplicity of life that you experience when you're out there. So, I love traveling at itong part of work na to, talagang travel ka. So, for, for example, for my research dati about Philippine hawk eagles, I went to six different sites in Luzon. So, different forests, sa Sierra Madre, sa Cordillera, sa Subic, sa Aurora. So, different places na yung napuntahan ko dahil sa kakahabol ko dito sa mga ibon na inaaral ko. And I've even been to a different country just because of my research. So, mga conferences sa abroad where we network and we collaborate with international partners. That was a really nice thing about being a biologist and being a researcher. And then what I mentioned secondly is the simplicity of life. I'm a very simple person with very simple pleasures as well. And when you're just in the camp, kapag nasa campsite ka, wala kang internet, wala kang electricity. So talagang involved ka in the present life. Alam mo yung sobrang dali na ngayon na ma-involve na lang sa social media, na lagi ka na lang nakatingin sa cellphone mo, tumitingin sa feed. Tapos yeah. hindi ka talaga aware kung ano yung nangyayari around you. And for me, kapag nandun ka sa camp, talagang wala kang choice kundi maging present. <laughs> 
Yeah. At doon ka mag-enjoy, talaga ma-appreciate mo yung little pleasures of life. You enjoy the company of your friends, your team, and kahit yung chocnut lang, sobrang sarap niya kapag nasa field ka. Ibang klaseng level dahil ito na yung mga bagay na tinitake for granted natin. Yeah. Alam mo, ma-share ko lang din. A few weeks ago kasi, my wife and I, we went on a parang weekend vacation of some sort dun sa sa Zambales parang camping yan we oh, went nice. with diba? we went with a small group and naalala ko to kasi na kwento mo nga yung walang internet ganyan actually before we left for the trip i have to admit that i was a little bit parang unsure about about what i would be doing there kasi for the past few years i've been living most of my life nakatutok sa internet so mm. part of my work na nagsusulat, nag, yan, nagpa-podcast, but also, yun nga, very addictive ang social media. You, you, you feel like participating in everything, even yung mga bagay na hindi naman nakakatulong sa buhay mong participate ka or nakakasama pa. Mm-hmm. Di ba yung uh, online yes, discussions? Di ba? And actually, oh, yun, exactly, stress. So, when we went there, dun sa site, syempre, walang internet. So, Noon na medyo parang nakaka-shock. Kahit alam ko na na ito yung aasahan ko, medyo na, may, may, may urge pa rin to check your phone, may urge pa rin yeah. to, ah, may signal ba? Ay, walang signal, ganyan. Pero that passes pretty quickly. That, that, that feeling, that uneasiness passes pretty quickly when you start to appreciate, ang dami palang puno dito. Ang ganda pala nung, mm. nung lake, ang ganda nung mga bundok. Parang, and then there were, there were all sorts of animals then doon na nakita namin and we stayed there for yeah, for for the weekend and ang ganda lang nung existence na tahimik. Yes. <laughs> ang peaceful, di ba? Ang calming. Parang away from all the stress dito sa oh. city life. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, natuwa naman ako na ano, na na-appreciate mo yung mga bagay na usually hindi natin na-appreciate diba? yung mga puno, di ba? Parang hindi naman natin yung pinapansin usually. So, it's nice. Oh, gusto ko lang rin itagdag na parang sabi ko nga, di ba, simplicity of life. Mm-hmm. Pero when I say simplicity, hindi big sabihin boring, no? Kasi yeah. yung isa pang something na lagi kong kinasisiya kapag nasa labas ako ay dahil never same yung makikita mo. Parang every time that you go out, may makikita kang bago. Yeah, may discover kang bago. Yes. All fieldwork are like that. And it's just fun to experience different stuff. Every single time. Hindi siya boring talaga. Oo. Ano nga eh, naisip ko nga, I mean, a century ago, yung modern day distractions natin, wala naman to noon. So parang yung akala nating this is the only way to live life. Yung puro fast-paced, puro busy na nakatuto ka lang sa on yung bagong issue online tapos kailangan mag, mag-comment ka or something or... Or basta yung, yung sobrang, sobrang laging may noise sa utak mo. Hindi naman ganun kailangan ang buhay. Mm-hmm. It's good to be reminded na yun nga, tama ka. Simplicity doesn't mean it's a boring life. It simply means simple. <laughs> Hindi komplikado. Yes. Yun. Pero with every profession naman or with every job or every path of life, may mga bagay na gusto natin. Meron din mga bagay na mm, medyo hindi natin gusto, medyo kinisa natin. Are there some parts of being a field biologist that maybe you don't like as much? Um, meron rin, syempre. Katulang yan <laughs> sinabi mo. So, ako, outdoor person. So, syempre, yung 
part na hindi ko masyadong gusto, pero hindi naman sobrang hate. Hindi naman hate. Pero yung hindi ko lang gusto, yung writing part. Kasi syempre, bago ka lumabas, kailangan ka munang maghanda. At for mm-hmm. researchers, that involve a lot of reading, a lot of writing, ng proposals, ng reports, ng permits, pagkuha ng permits rin para makapunta ka sa field. So yun yung mga bagay na medyo boring, pero kailangan talagang gawin. So it's part of the job. And kailangan mo nga talaga siya para makalabas. Oh, yung isa rin na very tasking, no? Parang nakakapagod laging gawin ay yung pagbalik mo from field. So, mm. syempre, pagkabalik mo ng field, kailangan mo nang ayusin yung data mo, isulat sa Excel, tapos i-analyze yung data using statistics. Medyo fun naman yan, pero mahirap rin dahil ang daming utak na gagamitin. <laughs> yung ayoko ay pag-process ng expenses. When you have to reimburse, you have to write all your receipts na kailangan nakascan, kailangan naka-report dito sa form na to, kailangan ipasignature dito sa taong to at ipasa through the higher channels. And yeah, it's just so taxing na gawin itong mga processing na to, mga admin stuff. Yun, admin stuff. Actually, yun nga eh, parang nung kinukwento mo nga yun, naisip ko parang, Ganyan na ganyan din yung na-feel ko. Actually, with any vacation. No? When you have when the vacation or when your exposure to the field stops and then you have to go back and then, you know, resume your life. May high from the vacation that suddenly drops because you have to return. Tapos ito, you have to return to work pa. And then, yes. di ba, automatic ano na agad. Di, parang hindi ka pa nga nakahinga, hindi mo pa nga na-absorb lahat ng positive things na nakuha mo from being outdoors as diretso ka na sa pagsusulat. So, I totally get you. Yeah, kung pwede lang, ano, no? Lagi na lang nasa labas, lagi na lang nasa vacation, <laughs> pero oh. that's not life, unfortunately. Yeah, data <laughs> gathering forever, no? Tapos, hindi na yung process. <laughs> oh, pero, syempre, ayaw natin yan. Kasi, syempre, kailangan merong saysay yung ginawa nating fieldwork at yung may maibabalik tayo sa community at dun sa mga hayop na inaral natin. Yeah, that's a, syempre, kaya natin ginagawa to para para din yung, yung makuha natin or matutunan natin ay may apply natin sa makabuluhang bagay mm-hmm. to, to further our, our conservation goals, ika nga. Kanina, you mentioned the word raptor. So, of course, for bird enthusiasts, familiar tayo dyan sa word na yan. Pero for, let's face it, for the majority of, of the public, pag sinabi mong raptor, malamang naisip nila Jurassic Park. Siyempre. Mm-hmm. Because yun yung pinaka- <laughs> And, and may, may connect yan. May connect yan. I'm sure mabibring ma- up yan later. Oo. Kung bakit yung word the raptor ay may connect sa Jurassic Park and also sa birds. And we'll find out about that. But can you tell us a little bit more about raptors and why they are important for both forests and people? Ang funny lang ng tanong na to. No? Kasi lagi ko ito nakukuha. So kapag tinatanong ako ng mga tao na anong inaaral mo? Sabihin ko, I study raptors. So sabi ko, raptor biologist. Tapos lagi nilang inisip, ay, you study dinosaurs? Dinosaurs. <laughs> oh my God. I wish I study dinosaurs. But <laughs> I am more concerned with the living animals, which mm-hmm. are the present-day raptors. So yung mga Jurassic Park na raptors, sila yung mga ancestors ng mga inaaral ko. <laughs> At yung tinutukoy ko ngayon ay yung mga birds of prey. Sila yung grupo ng mga ibon na carnivorous, meaning kumakain ng karne. At sila yung mga 
uh, kadalasang tinatawag nating agila o kaya lawin or in English, mga falcon, eagles, hawks, buzzards. Um, yes, yeah, so that group of birds na may sharp eyes, sharp beak, sharp talons, and yung nakikita natin sa National Geographic or Animal Planet na kumakain ng mga iba't-ibang klaseng karne. So, yung raptors, you asked me kung bakit sila importante. They're actually yung top predators. For Philippines, wala naman tayong malalaking mga mammals, di ba? Like, kunyari, wala naman tayong lions. Ang meron tayong equivalent ng lion or yung lion king na meron tayo sa Pilipinas would be yung mga raptors, yung mga agila na meron tayo. Mm-hmm. So, kung babalikan natin yung movie na Lion King, di ba nung nawala yung mga lions, nawala si Simba, <laughs> na gumuho yung buong ecosystem in terms of like yung balance. Dumami yung hayina, nagutom yung mga ibang hayop dahil hindi na naging balance eh, dahil nawala yung top predator. Ganun rin yung mangyayari kapag nawala yung mga Philippine eagle natin, Philippine hawk eagle natin sa ecosystem ng forest dito sa Pilipinas wala nang magre-regulate ng mga prey items tulad ng mga ahas, ng mga daga na kinakain nila at pwedeng magkaroon ng imbalance na dadami sila at magkakaroon ng cascading effect dito sa ecosystem na ito. So they're very important top predator because they regulate the prey at hindi lang yun, malaki rin ang importansya nila for people dahil naka- ano no, talagang in, for me ang nang kung bakit gusto ko rin yung raptors dahil meron silang cultural significance. Kung titingnan natin yung ibang culture sa north sa Ilocos, some of their stories revolve around eagles and even sa Mindanao yung sari manok. If you heard of that yeah. icon, 'di ba? It's also a bird. So may cultural significance talaga yung mga birds. And they also are very much part of our culture. So that's why I really like them. Yeah, and they just look so awesome. Like, if you look at the, the whole family of, ano, yung mga raptors nga, parang they're so, nasabi natin kanina, majestic. They're so grand. It's like, you can't help but respect these guys. Kasi, yes. <laughs> man, they look so, they look so regal. <laughs> yeah, and babalik ako dun sa sinabi mo kanina na point, no, na sila yung magandang flagship na icon. Yung something or sorry, some animal that will arouse interest for conservation. So, sila nga yung usually na nakikita natin sa mga posters, sa mga social media, to raise awareness about deforestation and so on. Yeah. Now that you mentioned deforestation, mapunta tayo sa usapang, ano, usapang puno, usapang gubat. No? Kasi we tend to hear a lot, like a lot, about how cutting down trees, yung forests, means bad news for wildlife in general. And medyo obvious naman na, syempre, pag tinanggal mo ng tirahan yung mga hayop, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad for them. But maybe not so obvious is yung, ano yung impact nun sa biodiversity in general. So, ano-ano ba yung mga iba-ibang paraan or the negative impacts of forest fragmentation. Kasi yung term na yun, yung forest fragmentation. Ano ba yung mm-hmm. ano ba yung ibig sabihin ng fragmentation of forests and how does it affect yung biodiversity in general? 
Ito actually yung ano no, dissertation ko ngayong PhD. Kung mm-hmm. bakit ako nag-aaral ngayon dito sa UK. Kasi nga, sa, tama yung sinabi mo no, na parang alam natin talaga at a lot of information that are cascaded to us is that deforestation is bad. And pwede kasing dalawang aspect yung deforestation. No? Una, kawalan nung gubat. So, mm-hmm. habitat loss. At alam natin kung ano yung mangyayari. Kapag nawala yung habitat, syempre, pwedeng magkaroon ng extinctions, hindi na mag-survive yung population dahil konti na lang yung resources and so on. So, on that aspect ng habitat loss, medyo klaro kung ano yung magiging epekto niya. At alam natin rin kung ano yung pwede natin gawin. So, doon papasok yung mga tree planting para ma-restore yung habitat at ma-restore yung forest para bumalik yung at tumaas ulit yung forest cover natin sa Philippines. Pero yung isang aspect na hindi pa natin masyadong naintindihan at hindi pa natin masyadong pinapansin is yung forest fragmentation. So kapag sinabi natin fragmentation, ito yung paggiging fragmented, pagkapatse-patse ng gubat. So hindi lang to yung pagkawala. Pagkalbo, hindi lang siya kalbo. Hindi lang siya kalbo, pero yung pagkahati-hati nila. So imagine mo parang merong patse-patse ng gubat na hindi sila connected. Parang na may, kunyari may agricultural dito sa gitna ng dalawang forest patch. So mm. that's what we call as habitat fragmentation. Now, itong effect niya, hindi pa masyadong aral. Kaya ito yung gusto kong maging topic. Gusto kong malaman paano maapektuhan yung paggalaw nitong mga hayop. Let's say for example yung birds. Or let's say, yung ibang hayop, yung monkeys, kunyari. Mm. Makakatawid pa ba sila papunta dun sa kabilang patch? Kasi nga dahil meron ng ano eh, agriculture sa gitna, parang okay lang ba sa kanilang tumawid? Or disconnected yeah. na ba to? At kung disconnected, syempre ibig sabihin, lumit yung mundo nila. Lumit yung resources na available sa kanila. At hindi magkakaroon ng exchange ng genes. Magkakaroon basically ng inbreeding. So, magiging um, bad or negative yung consequences niya to the population. So, yun yung isang problem na hinaharap natin dito rin sa Pilipinas dahil ang dami sa mga forest natin naging patsi-patsi na rin. Actually, ang magandang analogy dito, no? I think we also experienced fragmentation when we were in lockdown. Nitong COVID, kung saan yung mundo natin lahat ay lumiit, Mm-hmm. Dahil hindi tayo pwedeng lumabas. Yung, res- yung mobility natin restricted dahil hindi pwedeng pumunta sa labas ng ating houses or specific sa ating cities. Ganun yeah. yun yung nangyayari sa mga hayop na nafafragment yung habitat. Lumiliit rin yung mundo nila. At alam natin, syempre, kung ano yung feeling ng lumiliit na mundo. Kaya, kailangan talaga natin siyang i-address. Yeah, it's definitely not a nice feeling as, you know, alam natin to for the past two years na kahit yung mga ano eh, kahit kagaya ko na admittedly hindi ako as extroverted as a lot of other people. So parang I arrogantly thought at the start of the pandemic that I would be fine. Parang, hi, I'm working at home. Yeah, I think I can manage this. Pero mm-hmm. as social animals, as a very social species, kailangan talaga natin ng... Na interaction. And kung tayo nga with a lot of resources at our disposal, maraming bagay na pwedeng gawin. Nararamdaman to mm-hmm. on an emotional level. Ano pa kaya yung mga species na biglang gulat sila, lumiit na lang yung mundo nila. And yeah. hindi lang yung emotions, hindi lang yung feelings of whatever ang kailangan nilang i- are the things that they have to deal with. Pero 
pati yung resources nila affected, pati yung way of life nila affected. And these are things na hindi natin, hindi natin alam nangyayari pala just because we decided to put a city or yes. a, a town, diba? In the middle of what should be a stretch of forest. Yes. Parang katulad nung ano, no, pandemic, diba? Parang back to that analogy. Diba yung time na yun, nagkakaubusan ng resources. Parang biglang wala ng tissue, wala ng delata. <laughs> yeah. Ganun din yung nangyayari sa kanila. Nagubusan din sila ng food resources. At, at, idadagdag ko lang. Nawalan din tayo ng interaction and opportunities to find boyfriend, girlfriend, diba? Yeah. Nagkaroon ng problema in terms of meeting new people. Ganun din sa mga hayop. Dahil wala silang interactions to the next population na nakatira doon sa kabilang patch. Hindi sila nagkakaroon ng mates as well. So problema rin nila yung kung ano yung naging problema natin nung lockdown. Oh, so species continuity became a problem or becomes a problem for them as well. Mm-hmm. Oo. Analiw ako na nabring up yung COVID and yung lockdown. Kasi suddenly naalala ko yung mga photos na nag-viral on social media. <laughs> no, parang yung, alam mo yung, because we're not outside. Wala yung mga sasakyan outside, wala yung, yung mga pabrika ay hindi pinapaandar. Mga city ay basically tumahimik at nabawasan yung pollution. So, ang dami-daming photos of animals crossing over into cities. Tapos may mga caption na, the earth is healing, ganyan. <laughs> Tapos mga aquatic animals na biglang nasa mga rivers na dati hindi naman populated ng animals or mga swans, mga birds na ano, biglang dumarating sa mga lugar na hindi pinupuntahan uh, normally na mga species. And well, a lot of us found this very amusing, remarkable, ganyan, very shareworthy, so nag-viral sila. But that also highlights, no, that also highlights just how our cities, the places where we live, are not really wildlife-friendly. Mm-hmm. Diba? Parang, para sa atin, napaka-novel nung makita ng mga kambing na tumatawid papuntang Makdo. <laughs> Dahil hindi natin talaga naiisip na ang mga syudad natin ay friendly sa wildlife or nakaya nila mabuhay dito. Pero importante ba na ang mga cities ay wildlife friendly? And kung importante siya, how do we make our cities more wildlife friendly? Ano, oh, very interesting. Hmm, actually, gusto kong i-throw yung question mo around. No? Parang... Mm-hmm. Sinabi mo kanina na yung mga bigla na lang lumabas, kunyari yung mga kambing, lumabas yung wildlife to the cities. But maybe they have been there in the first place and we weren't just paying attention. Now Aha. that suddenly it became silent. Now that suddenly mas kaya na nilang lumabas rin out of their hiding holes. Naging mas apparent na meron palang wildlife sa ating cities. Ah. Ito actually yung isa sa mga lagi kong, isa sa mga pinapromote kong advocacy, yung urban biodiversity. Dahil naniniwala ako at alam ko rin, being a biologist, that there is actually wildlife within our cities. I'm not sure if na rinig niya na, pero meron isang Facebook page, yung UP Wild. Mm-hmm. That's actually a page that I run, which I try to promote ah. the wildlife, the flora and fauna that is found in our cities. So, I do, and I always emphasize to all the people uh, that I interact with, is that itong mga cities natin, they're actually also ecosystems. When you look for wildlife, hindi natin kailangan laging pumunta sa malayo. Hindi kailangan pumunta sa gubat, sa bundok, sa rural areas para manghanap sila. Pero 
dito lamang sa loob ng ating mga syudad, sa loob even ng ating mga bahay, nandun ang wildlife. At kaya kung dun sa tanong mo, kung kailangan natin gawin tong more wildlife friendly, definitely yes. Dahil nandito sila, and if we can design our cities to become more wildlife friendly, then they will become mas marami sila at mas magkipan natin sila. Yes. And kapag naging visible sila, magkakaroon yun ang effect to us na magkakaroon tayo ng more interaction with nature. And with more interaction, we become more appreciative and we become more aware about the issues surrounding our environment. Oh, win-win. Para siyang win-win, win-win situation. Yeah. Oh, and ano, syempre, may, meron ang konsepto na tayo ang mga caretakers ng planeta. One can argue that maybe there's a tinge of hubris there na napakagaling naman ng mga tao, tayo caretaker ng planeta. Pero at the same time, it's also a call to be responsible. Na meron tayong kakayahan to build. We also have the capacity to destroy. Let's make sure that we're building more than destroying. Yeah. Agree. Kung medyo prideful nga yung idea na dapat tayo yung stewards, tayo tagapagalaga. Pero ang pwede mo ring isipin is that tayo, humans as a species, ang may pinakamalaking impact dito sa mundong ito among all the other species that we have. Tayo lang yung nakasira ng napakaraming habitat, naka-extinct ng maraming species. So that, in turn, is our responsibility to fix. So, hindi tayo, yeah, kumbaga, since tayo yung nagsira nito, responsibility natin, ayusin nito. Oo. And ano lang, may naalala lang ako na parang just to highlight na kailangan natin maging mas conscious sa pag, pagiging responsible about the environment. Yung sinasabi na we were responsible or partly responsible, responsible for a lot of species extinctions. Marami din examples throughout history na hindi nga natin sinadya or hindi rin natin. Kumbaga, for example, the people who explored and didn't know that they had stowaways sa kanilang mga ships when they went from their their country of origin to islands that they thought were undiscovered, ganyan. Kasi nga, akala nung mga ibang explorers sila yung nakadiscover ng mga islands mm-hmm. na to, pero may mga population na talaga doon. But that's a different discussion. But point is, yung mga explorers na to, may mga dalang rats, may mga dalang sakit. And hindi sila conscious na to. Hindi, wala silang, mm-hmm. hindi naman sila nag-travel with the conscious intent, yeah. intent na magdala ng invasive species doon sa lugar na yon or magdala ng sakit. Pero nangyari yun. And as a result, there have been species that were completely eradicated by a sudden boom in population of yes. predators that they were not equipped to handle. So, yeah, and I think the fact na nangyayari yung ganyan situation tells us just how much power <laughs> we have as a species even when we aren't trying. Yes. <laughs> and I also would like to point out na that's where science come in, di ba? Dahil nga dati hindi natin alam. Kaya tayo nag-research para ngayon alam na natin at mas naging mas conscious tayo sa consequences na meron yung actions natin. At science also comes in in terms of making the solutions for these problems that arise. And so, yun din yung gagamitin nating armas para malaman kung paano nga ba natin mabalik or maiwasan itong mga invasive species at makontrol yung population nila. Yun, oo. Kaya talagang sabi nga, knowledge is power. <laughs> yeah, science yeah. is power. And we will use the power of science. You know? Pag-aaral natin, pag-research natin, we will use that to fix some of our mistakes and prevent future ones. Agree. Mm-hmm. Kaya kung maging biologist kayo, please do consider 
going yeah. into conservation. <laughs> yeah, oh, we need as many, you know. Yung, yeah, kanina, yung, yung sinabi ko nga na, because here on the podcast, we've actually talked to a lot of people who are into conservation, who are into species conservation and raising environmental awareness. So parang it may seem na parang ang daming uh, na people who are, who are working in this field. Pero yun nga, if, like you mentioned kanina, if you look at the bigger picture, kulang pa. Lalo na dito sa Philippines na napaka-biodiverse. Talagang kailangan na kailangan natin ng more minds, more help to really save our environment, save our species, and, you know, to guide our leaders, no? to, to provide insights, insights backed by evidence and research and facts, no? for people who make policies, for people who implement said policies, so that they can take nature, take species conservation more into consideration. Yes. Tama. Huh. Kailangan natin ng maraming tao. Totoo yan. <laughs> Oo, kailangan natin ng maraming Dami tao. Dami pa talagang hindi naaaral. Like, kunyari, dito lang sa, kunyari sa field ng field biology, no? Sa wildlife biology. Marami pong mga species na probably unnamed. Kaya mm-hmm. waiting to be named na lamang. At kahit, kunyari, yung ibon, medyo popular siya as a research interest, pero kahit na popular siya or isa siya sa mga pinaka-popular, madami pa rin tayong hindi alam sa kanila. Oo, tama. Oo. Tsaka, yun nga, parang maraming enthusiasts, eh. maraming enthusiasts na bird watchers, ganyan, maraming, and that's good. That's a good gateway towards more, ano, pero, yeah, I urge our listeners na if you're if you're interested in this, no, and if you want to take it to the next level or take it to the next step, please, kailangan namin kayo. Kailangan natin yung mga kagaya nyo. Yeah, at hindi lang yun, kung, kung hindi man kayo scientist talaga, meron na tayong tinatawag na mga citizen scientist. Citizen scientist, so, yeah. Kahit anong background ninyo, pwede pa rin kayong makatulong sa pagkolekta ng mga data. May mga apps na pwedeng i-download, tapos pipicture ka lang ng mga hayop at halaman <laughs> na makita mo. At it will help in populating yung biodiversity data na meron tayo for the Philippines. Oo, isipin nyo na lang parang Pokemon yan, yan. Nagkukulit yes. kayo ng data sa Pokedex na ano. And you are helping to grow the body of knowledge that we have here in the Philippines about our ano, our species here. Yung, idodrop ko na lang yung name in case yeah. may interesado. So that's iNaturalist, letter I, tapos naturalist. You can find it in the Android or sa mga iPhone apps right So guys, if you have, ano, if you have time, or actually you can make time, you can check it out and download that app and, you know, become your own explorer, become your own nature explorer. Sabi mo nga, ang dami nating hindi alam. Ang dami pang pwedeng matutunan. And in the same way, ang dami pang pwedeng pag-usapan. Like, this podcast interview was great. It was, but it was a bit short. And I'm sure that our listeners would like to like hear more from you maybe they have some questions about you siguro may interested diyan na maging field biologist and meron siyang gustong marinig or matanong sa iyo tungkol sa mga experiences mo what are the best ways to talk to you mm. well you can email me probably sa jelainegan21 at gmail.com or pwede rin sa twitter so at jelaine_gan all right and Last but not the least, for aspiring scientists out there, not even yung mga field biologists, but any aspiring scientists out there na Pinoy, na gustong mag-practice ng kanilang craft dito sa Pilipinas, ano yung advice na masishare mo for them? Hmm, siguro short lang. <laughs> Making science feeds our curiosity. 
But what is more important is making science for an advocacy that feeds the soul. Because without it, kung wala ka nitong passion, wala ka nitong advocacy, it is just so easy to burn out and get tired of it. So if you can, try to find that advocacy of yours and use science to help that advocacy and help the people. So make science help people. Yun. Yeah, words to live by. Very good piece of advice. Yun. So this was fun. I really like this topic. I I'm generally sa science talagang ang interest ko ay nasa nature, nasa animals and plants, mostly animals actually. And when I get to talk to someone who specializes like in birds and and, and I learn a lot, it's that's really an exciting feeling for me. So thank you for making time to be here on the podcast and for talking to us about raptors and expanding our horizons about not just about birds of prey but about nature conservation. Thank you then, Michael, for inviting me. As in, masaya yung discussion natin ngayon at kwentuhan na to. At yun, so maraming salamat for everyone who listened. Yeah, and I'm sure they learned a lot from you. And I'm sure na in the future, you'd have a lot more to share. So hopefully, you'd be open to being on the podcast again. For sure. Oh, maraming pa tayong pagkukwentuhan. <laughs> Kapag tatapos ko na yung PhD ko, mas marami pa. <laughs> Ako, very exciting. Oh, like I, I I would love to hear yung mga findings mo about ano, about forest fragmentation and yung mga yun nga, yung that, that feel that we need to know more about. Kasi yung yung pag-expand ng knowledge natin, it's always it's a good thing for me na merong mga scientists who are exploring the unknown and willing to share that with the public. So thank you for that. Yay, thank you. See you around again. Yeah, oh, take care, stay safe, and keep in touch. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ask Theory. Follow Flip Science on Facebook, at Flip Science PH on Twitter, and at Flip Facts on Instagram. And check out our official Shopee store if you want to get copies of our books, Historiang Scientifico and Science Scramble. Stay curious.